Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Ilana Jankowitz. She is a certified mindset money coach based in Zurich, Switzerland. How are you doing today, Ilana? I'm very well, Brad. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be talking about this topic, which I absolutely love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with me. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. So Ilana, as I mentioned, you're a certified mindset money coach. You're also an NLP practitioner and last, but certainly not least a mother of two. How long have you been a mindset money coach? I've been doing this now for five years. I've always been in business before. I've had my own company for years. So doing the money work, I've literally been running it for the last five years. So what were you doing? What was your business before? What were you doing before you decided to become a mindset money coach? So I'm originally from South Africa and I had a property letting agency, which I looked after a lot of people that, as I said, I'm from South Africa, from Cape Town, which is a holiday destination. A lot of tourists come there. And I used to look after people's properties while they live, they were in other countries. We would, I would rent them out. I would look after the management of everything that went from sectional title to holiday rent to short-term rentals. So I had quite a big team of people that worked for me and I was doing this. And then I was working in as well. I actually sold that company and the people that bought that company (laughs) employed me a couple of years later to get involved in their hotels. Ah. And I did the marketing and business and public relations for four different hotels just before I came to Zurich. Wow. And so what prompted the move to Zurich? Trailing spouse, the husband's job. I told him to go. I wasn't going. Um, I was not impressed. Yeah. And the children said, they're going in the, as well and taking the dogs. I said, okay, I'll come. <laughs> I wasn't happy. You were kind of forced into it. They're I was not happy. Oh, my. <laughs> and how have you found the adaptation for you? Have, you? have you settled in now? Do you like it there? Yeah, you know what, um, literally once we got here, I realized what a beautiful place it was and how silly I was being, <laughs> and uh, I was told that I could be a lady of leisure, and I didn't have to work, wow. because I didn't understand the German, and after, I think, not even a month, I went to the international school, and I said, please, can you hire me, and they said, no, because uh-huh. you're not a teacher, and I said, I'll do anything, I'll pack books in your library, I work for free, Yeah, and I literally volunteered at the international school 
for some time. Um, and then they did actually employ me as a teacher's <laughs> assistant. And that was when I decided that I needed to fix my money. I needed right. to fix my relationship with money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the start of the journey. Okay. Do your kids tease you now about what a difficult time you were giving them about coming to, to going to Zurich? I don't think they really remember. Thank ah, goodness. Okay. With your business, do you focus your business model on helping women-led businesses only? And if so, why have you decided to do this or did this just happen organically? I think, I mean, I do coach couples. Okay. But I predominantly work with women that are in business themselves. The majority of my clients are coaches. So from some sort of health coaching to lifestyle, a lot of these ladies have studied whatever they've studied. So they've studied nutrition or they've studied whatever the, the topic is, Kamari right. specialist or whatever, whatever they've studied, yep. but they don't have the business side. So they run their businesses like hobbies. It doesn't make money. Okay. And I've got the business know-how. I've literally been an entrepreneur from a very young age mm-hmm. and I help them to actually set it up as a business. Okay. Why did you decide, decide to focus your energy and business on money mindset and coaching? Did this journey... I know you had just briefly alluded to it. So I'm assuming that this journey for you began with some of your own personal struggles, correct? Yes. So can you talk to us a bit about your own personal struggles and journey? Sure. 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 So basically I grew up with a lot of poverty, a lot of lack, a lot of scarcity. Uh My mom was widowed at a very young age and had five children to look after. So I knew what it was like to go without. I knew what it was like to be different from the other children at school. And I knew that my mom had the car that I was embarrassed about. And I wore my hand hand down through my brothers, never went shopping. Money was always an issue in our home. Okay. I vowed subconsciously, as we do, that one day when I'm a grown up, my children are going to have a very different life. They're not going to be embarrassed like I was. They're not going to go to birthday parties without presents. They are going to have everything of the best. And you know, when you set an intention like that, the universe has a way of giving you what you set. Yes, for sure. For sure. My kids came along and they went, they were wore designer clothes from babies. They, they half the time they didn't even wear because they outgrew it before I got <laughs> them. They went to private schools. We had birthday parties where people would think, you know, it was it was a theme park because it was just so over the top. Uh-huh. And I spent, I managed to spend so much money and money that we didn't have. We were earning, both of us, my husband and I, good salaries, Uh but I spent even more than that. I learned, because I've never learned this lesson at school about money and what credit cards were, but I learned that credit cards could actually give you what you need. So I would just get another credit card, and when that one was full, I'd get another one. Wow. And it got me into some serious, serious problems with my husband. He thought he didn't come from this family that I did. Yeah. So he thought, wow, you know, women stop spending. Yeah. And <laughs> he was not happy. And every month when the credit card statement would arrive, 
I would have to go into hiding because he would go absolutely crazy. He was so angry. He kept on telling me, please stop spending. This is your budget. Why are you spending this budget? I've never ever knew what a budget was, how to have a budget. Right. So literally, we were always fighting about money. Right. Continuously fighting. And eventually, a friend of ours said, you know, when you're sick, because they knew about this, that, that we were having these problems. Uh-huh. When you're sick, you go to a doctor. When, yeah. you are, when you've got a toothache, you go to a dentist. Yeah. Why don't you actually get help? And I was like, no way. This is like too embarrassing. Yeah. Who do you get help from? What do you do? And they said, well, there's money therapists. There's behavior therapists. There's money coaches. And I pushed back for quite a while. And eventually I decided I would get help because my husband started writing me letters saying that I needed to get some help. And I went for this coaching. The work, the transformation, the inner healing that went on was phenomenal. Every week I was in tears. And at the end of, while I was going through this process, the woman who was coaching me said to me, you've got intuition that I haven't seen for a very long time. You connect with the people in the meeting. Have you ever thought about being a coach? <laughs> I said to my husband, yeah, you know, she's just there. Now they want more money from us. Yeah. And literally, I kind of resisted that as well. So I'm very good at, res- I was very good at resisting things. Uh-huh. Eventually, I realized when we were doing certain exercises, these things that she's talking about, I know people that do these things. I know yeah. friends that hide the shopping from the husband. Yeah. I know sister-in-laws that do X, Y, Z. So I decided, okay, I'd look into it. And that's how the journey started. So uh-huh. I've combined the money coaching with the business sense, yeah. with the NLP, with the whole lot together and the coaching is really just helping people move their business away from being a hobby i say if your money if your business doesn't make money it's a hobby very true so that's that's how it started the journey do you did you have resentment towards your mother for the situation and how you grew up yes yeah so i had to work i had to work on that i had to work on forgiveness with her she also, we also grew up in, which a lot of families have, which is something which I call dysfunctional family loyalties, uh-huh. where she literally hung up her, put her hands up and said, I have five children. Now my children are all working. They all need to help me. Right. And we had to support her. Wow. And this was a huge burden because I was trying to get on my feet, but yet we were paying the insurances and the car and all these things that she wanted in her life. Uh And that made me even more resentful. Yeah. So have you since healed that relationship with your mom? Definitely. Definitely. Good. Ilana, how have these experiences helped shape the woman you are today, do you think? I think it's made me have empathy for people that are going through difficult times it's made me realize that anything is impossible. You, you, you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. You just have to be prepared to do the work, uh-huh. the inner work. Right. And that's, that's the big one for people, right? Because a lot of people don't want to look within and do that inner work because it's hard. It's very hard. How have these experiences helped to become a better coach and better serve your clients, do you think? I think, well, I know that... Because of my experiences, 
often we get the clients that we mirror. So I used to get in the beginning, when I started coaching, I would get people with very similar stories to me Uh that I realized afterwards or through the process was me continuously having working on my issues. But then I was able to help them from my own experience. What is it that excites or inspires you about helping people and guide, guiding people through their mindset around money and helping people become financially aware and comfortable? One of the most amazing things is when I literally see my clients start making money. One of my clients told me this week, and I know when I started working with her a while ago, she used to tell me that every time her husband paid bills, he used to get into a really, really bad mood because there was more bills than money. And she said, now he said to her the other day, maybe I should work with your money coach because there's always money in your bank account. So that is something that makes me super, super excited that I can teach these women how to make money in their business, how to save, how to look to the future and put money away for their pensions, for whatever they're wanting to achieve, because everybody's got a different list. Is there a particular age group when it comes to your clients? I literally work with women that are late 20s. -hmm into their late fifties. And it's so interesting because every single one of them say, I should have sorted this out by now. doesn't matter if they're 20 (laughs) or if they're 50, I should have sorted my money out by now. And I'm saying, will you sorting it out now? That's all that matters, right? That's it. (laughs) Now I know through previous conversation that you and I have had that you're a no bullshit type of person. Do you take that approach when working with your clients? Can you talk to us and tell us a bit about your approach with clients? I always always say to them, how would you like me to coach you? Would you like me to be very gentle and hold your hand? (laughs) Would you like me to kick ass? And they normally say kick ass. And that's when they're supposed to have done work, homework for me, or they're supposed to send me their quarterly planners that I can see what, what they've got planned for the month, what's coming up for them, what things are they doing? in their business, and they don't send it to me. I will message them until they realize, okay, she's not going away. I better better do it. (laughs) So I try and just be – also, I think the way I speak is quite direct. I want them to achieve. I want them, when they finish working with me, when they finish the program, that they see the results. Right. You know, I've got clients that are doing some of my online programs. They sign up, they pay a lot of money, and I never hear from them again. Really? Yes, because they think they've done money coaching. They've paid for it. (laughs) I will message them and say, when are you starting? When can I expect your first workbook? Can you give me a date when, when this should be finished? And you don't hear back from them? There's one or two that I don't, and they don't even ask for their money back. They just kind of, they've done money coaching now. <laughs> the, the rest of them, they do. They do. Yeah. Sometimes something's happened. There's been some sort of drama or right. trauma, whatever. Right. So then I know, okay. Sometimes I've even put it on hold. If somebody's going through a very difficult time, they're moving mm-hmm. house or they're getting divorced, I'll say, look, why don't we just take a break? Yeah. Go and do what you need to do. You've got too much going on. This we can fix this later. Yeah. 
put it in the diary and then I'll contact her in whenever we decide between the two of us. What do you think is one of the most common reasons for people getting stuck or having blocks around their relationship with money? They don't see their blocks. People don't see the faults in themselves. It's very easy for, I always say, for people to look at someone else and see their faults. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the limiting beliefs, a lot of the blocks, yeah, it comes from their childhood. It comes from what they've taken on from their parents because we take on our parents' money DNA. We, we see what our parents do yeah. from the way they are, and we mimic that. So we become, the, our beliefs are our parents' patterns. Our behaviors are our parents' beliefs. And they do things automatically without even realizing how detrimental it is to them. When I point it out to them, they, they then sit up and, and realize, okay, wow, this, this is actually limiting me. This is stopping me. They take notice once you bring it up, yes. bring it to their yes. attention. Yes. How common is this issue for people around money mindset and bad relationships with money? in your experience that you've seen? Very common, very often. I believe that every person has got a money story. Mm -hmm. We all, either our parents or our grandparents were in the war, some sort of war, or they've grown up with lack or things were hard. That has been passed down. That scarcity mentality is something that we've grown up with. We were born into it. And sometimes people, even they, your parents are working, your father, your mother, they're doing well. There's a lot of money in the home. Something happens, 2008 crisis, financial crisis, or the dad loses his job or his company goes bankrupt. That changes your dynamics about the way you are and will behave around money. How do you teach your kids about their mindset and relationship with money? I always talk to them about saving and putting pension down. My kids are in their 20s, mm -hmm. and I always talk to them about it's not too early to start. Start with a small pension. Start by putting money away every month. Take a certain amount to save. The rest you can spend. Make sure there's a separate bank account for tax. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> My son listens, my daughter, not so much. Uh, she's unfortunately inherited my spending habits. Uh -huh. She sends her friends to me to be coached, but she doesn't coach with me herself. Really? <laughs> How interesting is that? <laughs> she tells her friends, my mom's the best money coach. You should talk to my mom. But <laughs> she carries on spending. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm sure she'll come around one day. You know what, Brad? She will learn the lesson when she's ready. That's she, right. She is, she says it's her money. She's enjoying it and it is her money. Uh -huh. However, she doesn't put much away. She right. doesn't, um, she doesn't, my son saves. My son's younger than her, yeah. a couple, uh, two years younger than her, and he is very cautious about his money. What is that saying? The teacher appears when the student is ready? 100%. There we go. Are there any specific tools or books that have really helped you on your journey? There's so many. I listen to so many podcasts. Um, I listen to YouTube channels, Brianna Brown. There's so many people who Lynn Twist is one of my absolute heroes. She's a money mindset coach okay. and she's a philanthropist. And I listened to her years ago and thought, 
one day I want to be like that. I want to help people. I want to help children go back to school. I want to be able to give from my abundance, not just by the red Ferrari, but to actually help people. And I have got that. I have got two girls that I've supported that come from Asia. I've also got a scholarship program on my website for people that are really, really struggling. I use the scholarship program where sometimes I make them pay or ask them to pay a very small amount because uh, if they don't, they don't do the work. They're not right. invested. Yes, there's no value there, right? If it's That's right. Value That's right. Yeah. But I mean, it's considerably tiny, tiny amount. But right. I evaluate every situation. Amazing. I think that's incredible what you're doing. Thank you. You know what? I think that the more people I can help and improve their lives and change their situations, it doesn't only change this generation, it changes the next generation. That's right. 100% because they carry, they, they share that knowledge with, with their family and their younger generations. It just carries on. It's, it's an amazing thing to give back and the domino effect it has. It's exactly right. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's to become successful? I've got a fantastic team behind me, a very supportive husband who does all my IT, all a lot of my admin, my landing pages, whatever IT stuff I need. I've also got fantastic VAs that I work with that help me with putting a newsletter together, social media, daily updates. This helps me to focus on what I'm good at, which is the coaching. Right. I don't get drawn and sucked into all the other things that must be done because that leads to burnout. And I work with a lot of women that come to me with burnout. Speaking of success, what does that word mean to you? How do you define the word success? When I see my clients doing well, then I know that I've got through. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? What was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after learning it? What I've learned the last couple of years is about self-love. That self-love is about loving on the inside, not on the outside. It doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. It's more important about how you feel on the inside. I never knew this lesson because my mom didn't know about self-love. So she didn't know how to love us. I've learned this lesson through the coaching that I'm good enough. I'm more than enough. I have enough. I deserve. And I'm ready. I'm confident and I'm ready to be seen and show up in the world. And I've learned that through loving myself, giving myself space, giving myself the opportunity to grow. People think a lot of women, when I ask them, what is self-love? They say, going for a manicure. And they must just tell me that. I kind of said, what? (laughs) BS. Going for a manicure, having a hot bubble bath. Uh-huh. That's not that's not self-care. Self-care is self-love. Uh-huh. Respecting yourself enough to want the best for yourself. And if you want the best for yourself, you give up a lot of things that are harming you. Bad relationships. I've got clients in toxic relationships to addictions. I work with a lot of addictions. Yeah, I would imagine you do. See, that that all goes back again to what we were saying earlier about doing the, the work, doing the inner work. And that's that's where that self-love begins is with doing the work on yourself. And again, people aren't willing to put in the work because that means looking within and looking at yourself and dealing with what you're seeing, what's reflecting back at you. And 
everything, absolutely everything in life starts with self. Exactly. All starts within. It's so important that, that we love ourselves. And I mean, it just, it, it all be, that is the foundation for all of it. Absolutely everything in life. Absolutely, but a, the, a lot of parents told the children that, that that's narcissistic, that is selfish, that is, I was told, that is, you only think about yourself, because I would say, no, I can't do that, or, you know, I'm tired, I, I can't, whatever. Yeah. It comes, it's, it's a pattern that our parents have they had a very different, they were very much martyrs, you know, they're doing everything for everybody else. And I was big martyr until I realized I needed to heal that. That's, but again, it, it, for you, it started with the inner work, looking within, yes. realizing and owning your, your shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And just on that, I have the happiest marriage in the world where I think that if I didn't go for this coaching, yeah. I'm sure what would, what would have happened. Well, yeah, I mean, you were you were going through a lot in your relationship because of what was going on as a result of what you were taught and what you saw and what you learned growing up. Exactly. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? To be authentic, to be congruent. I never knew what that word congruent meant. And I heard, I think probably from Lynn Twist about being congruent. And also, what is in the heart flows out your mouth. You can say something and try and convince people, but if it's not real, it's BS. (laughs) What is in your heart flows out your mouth. What you believe, you demonstrate. Mm -hmm. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Helping others. Helping others grow their businesses because finance is money, creates opportunities. It opens doors for not just yourself, but for other people that you can bless, that you can heal, that you can help. So when my clients are making money, money is an energy. It's a positive thing. I get very excited about that. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you and I spoke about this on our previous conversation about the the root of all evil around money how that mentality is has stuck with so many people. Exactly. It's money myths. They believe that money's money's dirty and okay. money is not going to bring you love. And they have to fix their money first before they can find love. I've got a list of I think over two hundred money myths. Oh that, really? Yeah. That I work through in one of the workbooks with the clients because so and so and I ask them to tick and they tick most of them. Because that's what they've been taught. That's what they've been brought up learning. Or they've heard it. They've heard it and they're acting on it. Yeah. That's crazy. That many money myths. Wow. What was a turning point in your life and how did that affect you? That not to deprive somebody of their low. And I had to get to my low before I was able to turn things around. So I always say, don't deprive somebody of their low. In other words, don't pay them to sort out their finances. Let them get there like I had to and realize which way do I go now? Do I go for help or do I walk out of this marriage? Do I let this control me for the rest of my life or do I actually make a change? I believe that everybody at some stage of their lives gets to their low Mm -hmm. and people often 
jump in and want to rescue them. The only person that can be rescued, that can rescue you is yourself. That's right. I mean, yeah, when you hit your low, there's only two things you can do. You either climb up out of it or you stay in it. That's it. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when you hit rock bottom, there's there's nowhere else to go but up. That's what you think. Some people stay there for a long time, yeah. and then it's like I'm so depressed. Yeah. Um. You know, life's not worth living, and making everybody around them miserable. Yeah. Very true. What does the word empowerment mean to you, Elana? As I said before, building the people that I work with, building them up, building them up and showing them that there's a way that they can get out of their situation that they were in. That empowers me so much. Okay, we're going to do a little rapid fire section. So the next grouping of questions will just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Sure. How would you describe yourself in one word? Kind. What was your dream job as a child? To have my own business. Money or fame? Money. Early bird or night owl? Neither. <laughs> I need my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> if you were writing your autobiography, what would the title be? Probably Rags to Riches. Oh, I like that. What's the first thing you think when I say the word future? Pension. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? No BS. <laughs> <laughs> very fitting, very appropriate. <laughs> What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? A new thyroid. Mine's dodgy. <laughs> That's not good. Mm. And that comes from trauma. Really? Childhood traumas, yes. Your body, your your body is like a computer board, yeah. uh, like a circuit. And when you experience trauma, in my case it was childhood trauma was related to money, the yeah. stress of it will burn something out. And for me it was the thyroid. And I think probably about 90% of the women that I work with have either got adrenal burnout, thyroid burnout, diabetes. Really? Chronic illnesses that are attached to trauma. And all the trauma starts in the childhood. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Be kind. Entrepreneur life is? About balance. About balance, outsource. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) If I had an extra hour a day, I would? Take it for me and journal more. Mom life is? Full on. What is one of your favorite entrepreneurial books? The Ikigai. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? People be more kind. That concludes our rapid fire section. Ilana, if you could sit down and have a one hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Nelson Mandela. Because uh, he is such a legend. What he did for South Africa, my country, is amazing. How he brought people together as a, as a nation is absolutely amazing. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? My mother, because she taught me all my bad habits and she was narcissistic. So I've had to work through years of healing because of, because of her. But I've forgiven her and I love her and I don't have any problem with her. But definitely the biggest, um, there's an entanglement with, with a mother and a child. Yeah. And so it's definitely the my mother. What is the most recent investment you've made in yourself? Clothing. What is your personal motto? Nothing is impossible. The words say I'm possible. I love it. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself if I didn't ask you? 
how to work with me. Okay. How do people work with you? <laughs> there we go. Let's do it. <laughs> I've got a quiz on my website. It's a yep. free quiz in mindformoneycoaching.com. And when someone takes the quiz, they can see which archetypes behaviors are driving their money. They will get a report after, after they've done the quiz. They can also join the newsletter where every month there's lots and lots of advice around money and talking about these different topics. And they can request a coffee and chat online with me. And I will explain to them what is driving their behavior, what changes can be made, and where I can help them to move forward in their money situation. There you go, folks. Having problems around money mindset? Ilana's your woman. What do you think is the most common reason for people failing or giving up? Procrastination and fear. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Start saving as early as you like, as you can, as I possibly could have. That it's that it's a good thing to save. It's not depriving your future self. Lastly, Ilana, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Just be kind to everybody. You never know what somebody's going through. Just, I really believe in, in, in kindness. There's, the world would be such a better place if people were more kind. Yeah, you know, I think about this often, and I, I can't understand why we as a human race can't wrap our heads around being kind to one another. It's, it's not that hard to do. It doesn't cost you anything to do it. No. So I, I don't understand why the difficulty, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, and, you know, I work with a mental health coach, and I hear about her clients and what they go through, and some of them, you know, attempt suicide. And I just think somebody just really needed to be there for that person, to be yeah. kind, yeah. to reach out, to ask them, how are you feeling today? What can I do for you? Yeah, but with that too, Ilana, they have to, when someone, because, you know, so often when, when we come across people, when we meet people, the, the automatic words are, how are you today? And it's it's not genuine, though. It's not authentic. It's just a thing to say. People don't mean it a lot of the time. It's just something you say to someone when you meet them. It's We need that authenticity and that genuineness. Okay. Ask someone and you really do mean what you're asking them. You want to know how they are. You care exactly. about them. Exactly. Yeah. If you if you don't want to know and you don't care how they're feeling, don't ask them. That's exactly my point. Exactly. But we've fallen into this thing where it's just something you automatically say to someone when you meet them or see them. I don't know. This, you're right. Kindness. We need a hell of a lot more in the world. And I think that things have shifted a little bit with this pandemic and I think we're seeing a little more kindness, but we're also seeing the other side of it too, a fair bit too. We're seeing the ugliness and the selfishness of people as well. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I just, as that last question was, if there's something I could just say to people is just yeah. be kind, just be kind. I remember saying to my children when they were little and uh, they used to come in from school and say, so-and-so was nasty to me. I'd say, just be kind back to them. Yeah. Just be kind. Eventually they will stop being nasty. You know, and that was to a four-year-old child, whatever. Yeah. It's the same across from little kids to adults. Just just be kind. Yeah, that's it. Just do your part by being kind, and that's mm -hmm. it. Ilana, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share your story and your journey. This was an absolutely inspiring and educational conversation. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, so thank you. 
so much for taking the time. I appreciate you. And I think the work you're doing is amazing and necessary. So thank you again for being part of the Empowerography community. You are now an official, officially a member of the Empowerography community now that we had you on the podcast. So thank you for that. This is so exciting, Brad. Thank you so much for having me today. You know, when I even did this now, I was just thinking about it. I just get so excited, like <laughs> so excited talking about this topic because no one talks about money. They always say no one talks about religion, yeah. money, or sex. I love talking about money. I love seeing my clients making lots of money. I love and it. And nothing excites me more than because I just think, wow, you can do so much. Well, I love your enthusiasm. It's amazing. And what you're doing is necessary. And I'm, I'm thankful to have had you on the podcast to share your story. So I appreciate you. And I'm, I'm, like I said, I, I'm very honored and proud to have you as part of the Empowerography community and to have you as a part of this podcast. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And if anybody wants to chat with me, go and take the quiz. I mean, I'd love you to put the link in, you know, yes. in the... I will. I will put yeah. it up your episode. Yep, 100%. That would be fantastic. Thank you, Brad. Thank you for your time. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Ilana Jankovitz. She is a certified mindset money coach based in Zurich, Switzerland. Thank you so much, Ilana. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. You too, Brad. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.